0: Good morning, everyone. On this Wednesday, it is Arts Quincy Wednesday here on the Mary Griffith Show, powered by Harvest Ridge Coffee from Refreshment Services Pepsi, where the beans are always hand-roasted. And I love it here at the Radio Ranch because it comes in these prepackaged little uh, things. You don't need a filter. You just throw that in the top of your coffee pot, put your water in, and hey.
1: And put it right in your Hawkeye Put it mug. right in
0: your Iowa Hawkeye cup, which you'll never see me do but which our first guest, Laura Sievert, knows it just gets under my skin. Sure, I could so leave it in the car. she's going to keep doing it. <laughs> she's going to keep doing it. But I'll keep having her back on the Mary Griffith mm-hmm. Show because she is such a valuable member of our community. Okay, Arts Quincy is an umbrella organization for about 55 different arts institutions mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. our area. One of those is the Lincoln-Douglas Debate Museum, and they're getting ready to have their first ever History Happy Hour. They are located at 128 North 5th Street. They're on Washington Park Square, right across from the Lincoln-Douglas Debate Memorial. Mm -hmm. And they have just revamped this museum to extraordinary levels. And they're going to start getting a lot more people to come down there and visit. So talk about that, please. So absolutely. Have you been yet? I have not been to the new incarnation. I I Mm. went when it very, very first opened. You know,
1: But I have not been back, and I need to. I'll tell you I was just in it for the first time when we took the the cover cover picture of the New Arts Quincy magazine um features uh uh Kathleen Hasselbeck's uh, kiddos dressed up as Lincoln and um I guess Mary Todd, we didn't really specify who the other one was, but it's on the front of the magazine. So I was down there taking pictures um, at that facility to to put them on the cover. And, uh, yeah, like you said, it has gotten a $25,000 makeover, and it really, really has brought the level up of uh, of just what's available. Um, I think the most fascinating parts for me are, you know, you don't think about – Quincy being the Wild West. But at the time of Lincoln, we were one of the Western parts of the the really developed part of the country and really where the action was. So a lot of people came to Quincy to fight abolition and or to to fight for abolition rather and um uh and make a difference because this was the this was the line in the sand. Missouri was right there. Right. Missouri's across right. the river and they're a slave
0: state, although not everybody in Missouri favored slavery and not everybody in Illinois was anti slavery. Oh, absolutely.
1: So. so it was it was really the it was really the where the rubber hit the road as far as uh as change went. So Lincoln and Douglas debated here in Quincy among the other debates in the series of debates, um, but this is one of the first ones where Lincoln really staked out a full position of no, we can't have it anymore. It's it's really it's gotten to the point where it's um, it's time for a line in the sand, and he kind of articulated that here, which is really amazing. So um, the new museum really is a tribute to that, and uh, definitely don't miss the of course the, the great um, art installation outside of the in, the the. Uh, Uh, right outside the door um but there's also a lot of new interactive pieces there are tvs and um different uh digital components uh here's a here's a little story they've got the entire museum rigged uh on uh, automatic systems and things with alexa you know so you can say alexa turn on this thing right um well my kids figured out real fast that you could also turn off all of the lights in the museum (laughs) Alexa, turn off the lights. And I was like, boys, no. (laughs) So, anyway, don't tell your kids the secret of the Alexa. But um, really great uh, uh, visuals, really great stories. And I think people are going to enjoy having a tribute to Lincoln and Douglas here. Well, the very first history happy hour is going to be Dr. Scott
0: Giltner, who's a professor of history at Culver Stockton. And he's going to go back to the day that Culver Stockton College was dedicated. The cornerstone dedication was in September of 1853. It was at that time called Christian University, later renamed Culver Stockton because of uh, the people that you know gave benefactor Monday money, but he will present on slavery and freedom in the tri states, the case study of the September eighteen fifty three Christian University Cornerstone dedication where everybody was there to support this brand new college, but boy, did they have disparate thoughts in the audience about slavery. Or
1: anti-slavery so and a little congratulations to Dr. Scott Giltner because he was just uh, named a, a um uh, what do you call that uh, an endowed uh, an endowed position at Culver oh, so he has an endowed seat. his end, endowed seat I was trying to find the name of it um a Sperry Sperry endowed chair so oh. of the department so Professor Sperry endowed chair fantastic. pretty cool. Pretty Dr. Cool. Scott Giltner. so the doors open at five
0: o'clock next Thursday not this Thursday next Thursday February 15th. The uh, program uh, will start about 5.30 after they have their social hour, the happy hour. And uh, refreshments will be provided, uh, non-alcoholic refreshments, I should say. I don't know. maybe might have some wine there. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to have. They call it history happy hour, so maybe they'll have something stronger than that. But anyway, the Lincoln-Douglas Debate Museum, check it out. Uh, You can call them or go on their website for more information. Black History Month. We talked a little bit about this in the community calendar There's going to be a free program this Sunday at the uh, Senior Center. They don't have it anymore at 4th and Main because that place is just not big enough to hold the crowds that want to come uh, to these uh, big events. And we're going to have Terrell Dempsey, who's a local historian and local uh, attorney and book author, and Dr. Patrick Hodel, who's a professor emeritus in history from Culver Stockton. They're going to talk about their new book, Slavery and Abolition in Northeast Missouri and Western Illinois. That's at 2 o'clock Sunday, February 11th, at the Quincy Senior Center at 639 York, uh, all part of the Black History Month celebration for the Historical Society. They've got some really good things going on there.
1: Absolutely. There's a lot going on for Black History Month. Um, Don't forget, uh, we just talked about the uh, artistry of Fayyant at the History Museum on the Square. Um, But also, of course, the annual Dr. Eels Open House is coming up. The Lincoln-Douglas Debate Museum has has, uh, exhibits. The Governor John Wood Mansion has exhibits. All Wars Museum, the Lincoln-era Log Cabin Village, and 18 Looking for Lincoln Wayside exhibits throughout the city. So that's a lot to put in one radio segment. I suggest that you definitely uh, hop on uh, artsquincy.org. If you haven't checked out our calendar feature, let me tell you, we We scoured the world for a terrific calendar feature, and what I love about the one that we chose is that if you push one button, you can sync sync that calendar to your phone and add an event to your phone. So, like, if you want to go to the Underground Railroad Museum on Sunday, February 18th, 1 to 4 p.m. at 415 Jersey, you push one little button, and then your phone calendar picks it up, and it can remind you. And, boy, I need that kind of convenience. In my life. <laughs> uh, I, uh, the Underground Railroad Museums, um, uh, particularly, is one that I like to get to every year. I'm going to be out of town this year for it. Um, but so, it's open other times. But it's open other times. Yeah, the yeah. so it's, they've really done a lot but, to improve that. Just because I'm out of town doesn't mean you shouldn't go. So go yeah. <laughs> <that's right. laughs> check it out.
0: Um, also, coming up, we're going to have uh, Matilda the Musical, which is going to open up not this weekend, but next weekend at QCT, and then, of course, they're already looking For actors for their next production, which is Shakespeare in Love, auditions will be March 4th and 5th by appointment at the Quincy Community Theater. They need adults 18 and above. Um, They need all ethnicities, all shapes, all sizes and abilities. No previous theater experience is required. What do you know about Shakespeare in Love?
1: Uh, It's a romance. It's going to be a beautiful start to this big season that they've got going on. Young Will has writer's block. And he's got a deadline coming up. Don't I relate to this? (laughs) Um, he got a writer's block, and uh, he he, um, is in need of inspiration. Uh, Meanwhile, Viola uh, is uh, a a woman who wants to be in his next play, Uh, but of course at the time women weren't in plays. so she disguises herself as a boy so she can skirt the law and perform. Um, And as uh, as you might imagine, this fictionalized story of Shakespeare, uh, these two eventually are found out and fall in love. And inspire each other to bigger and better things so uh love this and love uh this as a start off to the season i think um you know it's february we're in the mood for love so uh the no previous experience is uh required to to be at quincy community theater they do an awesome job of casting new faces in every single show that they do um show actually goes on the stage in april um, but that uh audition is in march march 4th and 5th uh, by appointment just hop on one Qct.org and make that appointment and you mentioned Matilda. They did add a an extra performance of Matilda. Um, I believe there's still tickets available, last that I checked, but not a ton. So if you're looking to see Matilda, grab those tickets now. Okay, real quick, one thing that's going
0: to happen before I see you next is Tuesday, February 20th. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. That's two weeks away. Yeah, i well, will still see you before this. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Valentine's Day, Blood Drive, Tuesday, February 20th, 11 to 4 at the oakley Lindsay Center. We'll talk about that more next week, okay? All righty. Okay, make your reservation now. Laura, always delightful to see you. Thank you very much. You and your Iowa Hawkeye Cup. Have a very good day. Coming up, we're going to talk about breaking the bonds of addiction. It's 927. 928 and we are joined this morning in studio by kevin zeiger who's written a book called from Cuffs to christ and you can come to the quincy church of christ thursday february 8th 4321 state street the talk starts at seven o'clock goes until eight and we're going to hear kevin zeiger speak about alcohol food and drug addiction and how you can break those bonds welcome back to the Mary Griffith
2: Show, Kevin. Thank you, Mary. Thank you for having me on.
0: Always great. Let's talk a little bit about your background. You came out of uh, a job as a prison correctional guard at Western Illinois
2: University, at Western Illinois Correctional Center, not University, in Brown County, Mount Sterling. Yeah, that's correct. I started in February of 1985 at Lincoln Correctional Center, and then I transferred to to Mount Sterling, Western, and um, I was a lieutenant there for, for over 21 years, and I had 26 total. And um, there's a lot happened there, but I can't explain it in 10 minutes. (laughs)
0: That's so true. Well, one of the things that you dealt with while you were working there, uh, I guess you were what we call a very high functioning alcoholic. You were able to maintain your career. You were able to do your job. But alcohol really had taken a hold of you. And yet at the same time, you profess to be a Christian and you talk about how, you know, it. You need to be saved from addiction. So the fact that you profess to be a Christian and were an alcoholic, were counter; those things were really mutually exclusive. But you had to come to that uh, rec- mention, yeah. reconciliation on your own.
2: Well, that's why I, I was very successful in, in many things why I was a, 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 an alcoholic. And that's because I had God. Because most people lose everything. And I didn't lose anything. So... That's, that's why I, I, I gave him credit, because I wanted him to keep blessing plus, me. so
0: Right. So you finally came to an understanding, though, that you had to change your life. now this talk Oh, yeah, you're giving, it killed me. Your talk that you're giving on Thursday night, February 8th, from 7 to 8, who do you want to come to Quincy Church of Christ at 4321 State? Who needs to hear this message?
2: Okay. The people I want to talk to are people that are wanting to quit their addiction. And these are alcoholics, prescription drugs, street drugs, and food. There's people that have tried diet after diet after diet. There's people that have been on tried to quit their alcohol, quit their drugs time after time, and they can't quit. I tried to quit drinking three times, and I failed all three times. I tried real hard. And it's a little bit complicated. Um, first thing you've got to do is get a doctor because you're going to need to exercise and work out um it, it's it's so progressive these addictions are so progressive because the more you use the drug you're taking or the alcohol that causes more stress in your day and then you need more alcohol or drug to deal with the stress and it just gets and it just keeps getting bigger it's like a vicious cycle and people that um are addicted to food you know their knees get bad and then they can't exercise and they just keep eating and the, I'm t- if people want to eat and don't want to uh, diet, if people don't want to get off the drugs, don't come. But the person that has tried diet after diet and they think and they know the food's killing them and the doctor says you've got to lose some weight, those are the people that need to come. The, the people that are alcoholics and drug addicts, if you don't want to quit, don't come. But if you've tried and tried and tried, please come that night, okay. tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, it is tomorrow night, as a matter of fact, Thursday. Uh, Gee, hard to remember. It's already Wednesday. Yeah, it's Thursday tomorrow night from 7 to 8. Is there any cost to attend? It's free. Okay. And
2: actually, uh, come there, and if you don't have a Bible, we'll give you a Bible. Okay.
0: What is the key? Uh, You mentioned a relationship with Jesus Christ is what this whole thing is all about as far as how you're going to help people deliver themselves from these afflictions and addictions and again uh people try over and over again and fail and a lot of people have said i i've just tried so many times i just don't think i can do it so what is coming to see kevin zeiger tomorrow night at quincy church of christ going to make a difference
2: when you leave there and if you want to quit your addiction i'm going to tell you how to do it because like i said i tried three times and i've studied addiction i i've studied uh drugs I, I i know a lot about street drugs i know a lot about prescription drugs i know a lot about alcohol i'm not boasting but but i i can't say it in five but ten minutes and please come if you're dying from this if if see everybody that's alcoholic drug addict food addict they're going to die a premature death and it's progressive it won't get better and, and you, you come that come tomorrow night and i'll try and help you I'm not even giving my phone number out, so I'm sincere about this. I'm not doing this for me because I wouldn't give my phone number out if I'm doing this for you because, you know, not everyone will give their phone number out to the whole world. you Well, and you can do that right now if you would like. Sure. 217-257-1412.
0: 217-257-1412. This man lived it. He uh, was rescued from it. He wants to help you. Um, if you have a friend or family member who has this stronghold, uh, this addiction, this control over their lives, bring your loved ones. Uh, the most that's going to happen is an hour goes by and they don't get cured. Uh, right. No, lo- uh, you know, Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose at this right. point. So uh, come and hear this message. There may be um, a talk in there about how you can become alcohol, food, and drug addiction free. And remember, uh, alcohol is legal. A lot of drugs are legal. Uh, Food is certainly legal. So a lot of these things, um, it's very difficult to, um, you know, they're everywhere.
2: Law enforcement won't stop it.
0: Yeah, law enforcement is not going to stop it. It has to be a higher power and you surrendering to that that is going to make this stop it. So if you suffer from horrible addiction and you need true freedom, uh, you can also read the book From Cuffs to Christ, which is Kevin's story about his um, time, his personal time, and also his professional time when he was a correctional officer. And very interesting, very interesting book to read. So this is tomorrow night, Quincy Church of Christ, 4321 State Street. Doors open, and at 7 o'clock, he'll give his talk. It'll be over by 8, and uh, he'll be there to help you and pray with you and follow up with you because it's not just, like, transformational. I mean, yeah, you have to make the switch in your mind. And once you make the switch in your mind... Then it's helpful, but you're still physically addicted, so you've got to work through the physical addiction once your spiritual
2: mind is open. Right, and and I can walk you through your withdrawal. Okay. I can help you walk you through it, Yeah, and I'll help you if I can.
0: Okay. The number to call if you need more information is 217-257-1412. This gentleman is Kevin Zeiger, the author of From Cuffs to Christ, tomorrow night at Quincy Church of Christ, 4321 State, a free uh, talk on how to free yourself from the stronghold of addiction. He has done it, and others have too. And if you're interested, come to the free presentation. Thank you so very much, Kevin. Thank you too, Mary. We'll head up to the Ursa Farmers Cooperative. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about something that's happening at Geise Jewel Box. Uh, Lucia Geise has graciously opened up her doors uh, to toddlers through 12. Toddlers through 12 can come into the Geise Jewel Box. 924 main in downtown quincy anytime today tomorrow or friday an adult of course brings them in then the adult is seated away from the child in a chair and the child is escorted to a special viewing case of spectacular showcase of jewelry items valued up to one thousand dollars there's things in there with six hundred dollar price tags there's things in there with two hundred dollar price tags 899 a price tag i saw The children will only pay $25. It's a way for everyone to get a Valentine's Day gift for their mom or grandma despite their uh, financial, uh, you know, need. So $25, but the adults cannot influence what the child chooses. So if you'd like to be part of that, all you have to do is show up at Geisy Jewel Box, bring in the kids, and they'll pick out the gift. And then all mom and pop, or dad probably, has to do is pay for it. Here's some more information. Welcome back. We're just less than uh, 20 minutes away from Fox News at the top of the hour. And joining me via the phone lines today is a gentleman by the name of Marty Scott. But the next time you see him, you'll think he's George Harrison because he's part of the Liverpool Legends. And they are coming on February 17th to the Legacy Theater in Carthage. So welcome, welcome to The Mary Griffith Show, Marty Scott. I am great. How long have you been part of the Liverpool Legends?
3: The the original person to start the show with George Harrison's sister in 2005. So it's been quite a run.
0: You have been doing this for a long, long time then. And you mentioned George Harrison's sister, Louise. She recently passed away. She's a former guest on the Mary Griffith show talking about uh, a Liverpool legends appearance in our community a couple of years ago. How has the passing of Louise Harrison changed the Liverpool legends or has it?
3: I mean, yeah, I mean, we miss her every day. I mean, she's a huge part of, of everything I do. Like I, it's, you know, I had met Louise right after George passed away, just a couple months, and I was singing at a Beatle convention and she was like the guest of honor there and she just thought I was we were supposed to meet each other and she's pretty spiritual and we became really close. We hung out that whole weekend together. It was like a three day Beatle thing. And literally like a week later, she brought me to meet Paul McCartney and I'm sitting on a couch between both of them and that's kind of how the whole thing started. We—it was just my life's kind of never been the same since that whole time. And then we started talking about putting something together that she could be a part of, and and uh, maybe if George was looking down on it, he th- he would think it was cool. And we set off to put a show together, and that's how it all started. Was just on a kind of a crazy, weird weekend of hanging out with her. And then we opened a sh- you know we did auditions we opened a show we ended up in this town called Branson missouri. We got a, we ended up uh having our own theater there and playing like five nights a week for all year long and We did that for a lot of years, and that's kind of how that's kind of how the show began we We did thousands of shows that way, and we kind of got good at what we do in Branson for the first few years and uh and yeah, that's kind of how it started so with her gone. You know, it's tough. she she was so hands on in the beginning. She was helping us load the truck and stuff like that. It was amazing, you know. But then twenty years later, you know, she she passed at ninety one, which is a pretty great, you know, that's a pretty great life. And she had a lot of fun, and we traveled to so many different places and countries and all kinds of things with her. And you know, we're keeping her alive because the show is is actually narrated by her on video. It's a pretty unique take on a Beatles show and that. It's, it all sort of sort of follows the timeline of the Beatles, which, by the way, today is a very big Beatle day. It's the day that the Beatles arrived in New York uh, off the plane for their big yeah. appearance on the Ed Sullivan show kind of changed the world. It did.
0: Yeah, we had that this morning. a whole
3: story. We talked about that this
0: morning on our Today in History. uh, Earlier on the radio show, we talked about how today Beatlemania arrived uh, from the U.K. to the colonies and how uh, the Fab Four were greeted. When folks see the Liverpool Legends, if they've seen your show before, are they going to see the exact same show or are there variations on a theme?
3: No, I mean, we always should just show up. The, the, you know, the theme is the Beatles, so there's that, you know, but the, luckily uh, luckily they they have so many great songs to choose from. They're like, it's the one, the Beatles are the one group that, I mean, they have 300 songs, and, and I'll show, we play a lot of them, but you can't play them all, so it enables us to swap songs in and out, and You know we're pretty big fans of it all ourselves that's why we do this so it makes it kind of fun for us so we're always throwing in different things on a weekly basis just to keep everybody happy ourselves even you know
0: Well, any time there's a live performance, it's always going to be different. But like you said, you've probably got the standards. You've got to play these ten, but then everything else could be mix and match. And so people who – Yeah, I mean,
3: there there are a lot of songs like you kind of have to play I Want to Hold Your Hand. And you kind of have have to play Hey Jude. And you kind of have to play Here Comes the Sun. And there is a lot of those. And then if you don't, there's always somebody mad at you. (laughs) So (laughs) we try to squeeze in as much as we can in – in the time that we have to do the show but it's it's really interesting because it's it's a little bit of history because it's Louise's personal memories uh on video so all the transitions in the show are her and then everything all our part is just live music and acting and stuff like that we do everything live and so it's a it's a it's a pretty cool and fun show and you get a little personal touches from Louise and, and we, you know so we're kind of keeping her alive and we do a little tribute to her in the show. So that's changed a little bit uh, since she's passed. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty great. So for all pretty ages of, of there's no, there's eight year olds at our show and the 88 year olds. And we all say, and they're doing the same dance. It's pretty funny.
0: Well, the Beatles are again, you know, they are, they cross all generations. And so that leads me to my next question. If it's not too personal, uh, Marty Scott, you've been doing this for almost 20 years as a Liverpool legend. How old are you?
3: Well, let's see. When people ask me that, I say, well, when the show starts, I am 20, because <laughs> that's when they were on the show, George had just turned 20. And then when it ends, I'm about 30. Ah. We, we kind of we change all through the show, and with makeup and things like that, it's, it's pretty interesting. And, uh so yeah, mostly the first half I'm 20, the second half I'm 27 or something. Else. Okay, so, so <laughs> how's that, it, for an answer?
0: That's a good answer. You avoided that well. So Marty <laughs> Scott, a great actor and singer, can impersonate George Harrison at every uh, at every level. Let's talk about the changes for the Liverpool Legends when those boys got off the plane in new york they were wearing suits and ties and yes their hair was long and oh my goodness down to you know in their eyes and almost on their collar but then the beatles also went through some great kind of psychedelic different outfits and you know they really changed with the times as well i bet the costuming is as big a part of the show sometimes as the lyrics
3: well the thing that's funny is the Beatles not only changed with the times but they were changing the times themselves, you know what I mean? Like they, what they were doing back then, people, everybody else kind of followed like they were sort of in the front of the, all of it, fashion and politics and everything, you know? And, uh, so yeah, so our show, um, follows that whole timeline. And, you know, one thing about the Beatles that was really interesting and really like no other act is that each, record that came out was more advanced than the last and because they everything was changing back then and, and you're right it, what used to be what they thought was long hair of the Ed Sullivan show is ridiculously kind of short hair now <laughs> you know and, and it just kept growing and by the end of the 60s you know that's when the Abbey Road record they all had hair like you know past their shoulders and yeah. stuff. but but not only physically were they changing obviously but their the music was becoming more complex and more you know they they were really there's a difference between the first bunch of songs they wrote that they were all about holding hands and things like that, and by the time you get to like Rubber Soul and the sort of the 19 the mid period of the Beatles they really started changing and writing some really intricate lyrics and songs and you know they were being influenced by everybody else too people like Bob Dylan and the you know and so they. Each record that came out of The Beatles was different than the last, so which makes our show kind of interesting because we touch on it all. So we're changing and morphing through the entire show until the end, you know, when they broke up.
0: They became so wildly successful, obviously, the most probably well-known band in, in the world at the time. And, of course, they had changes in their personal lives, in their love lives. Um, you portray uh, George Harrison, and how... You know the success of the Beatles changed the Beatles in a way. The success of the Beatles eventually, I guess, in a sense, led to their breakup. Um, what? How do you? Um, how do you in the, the show Liverpool Legends? Which again, those of you listening out there at WTAD, Liverpool Legends will be performed in Carthage, Illinois, at the Legacy Theater the night of February seventeenth. Uh, curtain time is seven, and tickets are available at the Legacy Theater dot com box office how do you tell the story or do you tell the story of the fighting the fussing the the friendships the getting along off stage
3: (laughs) well at the end of our show Yoko walks out and we just all break up and go home pretty much that's what happens (laughs) Um, um, no I I mean we don't really get into the fighting thing it doesn't make any sense I mean we're not that it that isn't you know, everybody fights, and doesn't mean you want to bring it on stage. You know, so I mean, we might touch on it jokingly in our show, but it's that part of things. It don't. It never really made sense to do in our show. We're kind of celebrating the music and the happiness of it all. And the fighting stuff, I mean, that happens in every marriage, in every band, in every in not every band, but most every band. Even in our band, we're fighting right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, well, that's the other but, thing. Uh, I, I, I,
0: how is it being out on the road? I mean, having a a um, residency in Branson can become boring because you're doing the same thing night after night after night in the same venue. But you well, also you thing, also have though. time off so, though, and you can enjoy you know life a little bit. Being on the road can't be that easy.
3: I mean, Branson was really important for us because there you know, we went there sort of as a band and we came out a show, you know, there, you know, when you have your own theater, you can put the props in the right places and the lighting in the right places. And you dial it in night after night after night. And you look at the show and say, oh, we should change this and we should do this and we should play this different. And you in thousands of, I mean, we've done thousands and thousands of shows there. And you can really dial in the production end of things too, because you're in the same spot every night, so you know that during this part of this song you're standing right here, and the light is going to be right there too at the right time, just things like that where it was a really important time so and you know the we it it wasn't so much boring it's just it was kind of the greatest job in the world. you know we'd get up and play two hours of the greatest music every day and then go fishing the rest of the day. I mean, it was it was, it was a nice uh, run. And we did it. We did it. We had like a 17-year run there. We played there. This year, you know, the last few years, we've just been touring, and which has been great, too, because we reach more people and we love to travel. So, you know, we've done all kinds of international uh, tours, pretty much been on every continent now. And actually, we're going back to Branson next summer. We're doing a, a one-month run. It's sort of like a little resurgent comeback there with uh, the show Legends in Concert, who have been our friends for years. We're sort of partnering with them and doing a show uh, for the month of June. But mostly we're really enjoying traveling because we've just made so many friends all over the world, really. And we, you know, like like the legacy in Carthage. we've been there several times now. So when we come in, we know everybody. And it, and it it's sort of like you get a little home away from home type of thing and it's kind of my favorite thing and most of the venues that we're playing these days we've done them before and and that's what you don't get when you're stuck in when you're in uh, uh, your own venue and you every day it, it's neat to be able to uh like tonight uh this week we're playing in McAllen Texas for the anniversary of the you know Beatles on the, the Ed Sullivan Beatles show coming and, to
1: the
0: Ed Sullivan and we've show, been yeah.
3: here we've been coming here every year for like 10 years. So like we know hundreds and hundreds of people here, wherever we go, it's been really fun. And, and, uh, so that kind of thing, you know, when we come to Carthage, it's a, it's a familiar venue and it, and everybody's cool. And that venue, by the way, the lights and the sound are really good there for a Beatles show. So we're, we we always love playing that. It's just got good acoustics and it makes for a really nice show. Uh, it's a legacy there. But, uh, but So we get a little bit of both. You know, we we, we still do sit-downs in Branson on occasion, but, you know, we've gotten to play in Japan and you've done tours of Ukraine and Israel, everywhere you can't go now. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah. but uh, we've got to experience a lot of stuff by just being able to travel, and wherever we go, there's huge people. We And we play these shows in Mexico City now where we're selling... Twenty thousand seats, like in the, an arena, because there's just so many Beetle people there. And we've been going back there every year for ten years, and it's amazing. You get a little taste of uh, the Beetle hysteria a bit for a day or two sometimes, and then you go back to reality. And the next show is like, you know, the Iowa Dental Association or
0: something. <laughs> but,
3: but we've had a. It's been a lot of fun traveling for sure. We've had a lot of great experiences that we never would have had. Anyway, you know
0: the Maharishi Yoga just recently uh, expired. Um, he passed away, um, and uh, or at least it was the anniversary of his death. I should say, uh, was George Harrison greatly? What was George Harrison's spiritual influence?
3: Well, I mean, I didn't know George personally, right? But, uh, so, but I mean, I think it's pretty well known he was into the whole Eastern thing, and he. You know, he became really good friends with Ravi Shankar. Because, and that's how George, like, started getting into Indian music and things like that. Ravi Shankar was kind of like his godfather, you know. And uh, he influenced him in a big way. And so that, yeah, he was very much into the Eastern type of spirituality, for sure. I mean, and most people know that. But uh, and it, and George sort of influenced the entire, once again, the Beatles changed the world again. And that's one thing that George added is he brought Eastern music to right. the West by yeah. you know, he had a bunch of songs that were using sitars and that style and nobody really ever heard that before.
0: Right. And, they, the and they were able to do that because they are already so big. I mean, when you get too big to fail. I think that's, you know, and then when they broke up... Yeah, even, but
3: plus it was really good, yeah. and it hadn't been done before. So it's kind of like, it yeah, it allowed them to maybe experiment with a sitar on a pop record, but it also, it's really good music. Indian music is great. I used to do it all the time. You know, we do a sitar bit in the show. We've been doing it for years. Um, uh, I mean, it's a pretty important uh, part of the whole story, because... You know, George, everyone thinks that John and Paul were the most influential songwriters, and that was the main thing about the Beatles, and that's true. But George, he added a lot. Like, he was sort of the first guy, he was a lead guitar player, so he was sort of the first lead guitar player, really, to where he's just sort of writing parts in the songs instead of playing guitar riffs, you know? It's hard to explain, but. You can sing all George's guitar parts because he's writing these little songs within the song. He was kind of the first guy to do that. Before him, it was just Chuck Berry type guys are just who are great, but George was different. And then later on, George learned how to play the slide, which is... I'm so glad he learned it later on and there's not a lot of that in the actual Beatles song because he was <laughs> so good at it. And it's so hard. It's really hard to do... As good as he, I think he learned from like Dwayne Allman taught him and some guys taught him and then he, George got really good at bat and then played again in a really unique, melodic way, like a, more of like a songwriter than a guitar, you know, lead player. And so he, he was pretty influential to the world in a lot of ways. And, well, we're going to run, out, he get credit for yeah, gonna run out of time.
0: Yeah, we're going to run out of time. Well, no, that. that's great. No, uh, Marty Scott, my guest today on The Mary Griffith Show, he portrays George Harrison as part of the Liverpool Legends. Folks, they travel all over the world, but they are coming here to the Legacy Theater in Carthage, a small venue, an intimate venue. They like to play those favorite venues. kind. It's our
3: favorite yeah. kind.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, yeah. And guess what? A ticket will be a lot less than if you see them somewhere else. So get to the Legacy Theater. Uh, the Legacy to get your tickets. And thank you so very much, Marty Scott.
3: Thank you, Mary. We we'll hope to see you at the show.
0: Okay, we'll be there. Bye bye.